0: and welcome to this episode of the Movies in Focus podcast. I'm Niall Brown. Japanese-American director Yuko Ugamura makes a punchy feature film debut with Unseen, a new genre-bending comedy thriller from Blumhouse Productions. Running a tight 80 minutes, Unseen stars Midori Francis as Emily, a woman escaping from a boyfriend who wants to kill her. Lost in the woods and without her prescription glasses, she relies on the help of Jolene Purdy's put-upon cashier Sam to guide her to freedom by video call. Funny when it needs to be and brutal when you least expected, Unseen is an assured debut from Ukamura. At the centre of the film is the great chemistry between Midori Francis and Julian Purdy. No mean feat when they don't even share the same screen together. Yoko Ukamura joins the Movies and Focus podcast to talk about Unseen, the complexities of making a film where the leads are in different locations, as well as what it's like working for the biggest horror producer in Hollywood. As always... I hope you enjoy what we have to talk about. How's it going? Good. How are you? I'm all right. Um, Thank you for taking the time to join me today and talk about Unseen.
1: Totally. Thank you for having the interest. We're excited to chat.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's such a great movie. It's it's kind of really, really entertaining in the best possible sense. Um, How did it come into your life?
1: Yeah, um, you know, I was lucky enough to come across Unseen um, from Blumhouse who brought it to my manager who was like, we're looking for an awesome director who might be good for this script. Do you know anybody? And so I had the privilege of reading the script and then pitching on it. Um, I read it and was like, oh my gosh, like this female friendship being at the center of like this crazy wild thriller um, is definitely something that, you know, is very much thematic to me as a director and I could do really well, I think.
0: And I mean, was the the finished product is the same as the script that you received or did you kind of do any, any work to kind of suit it to your sensibilities?
1: Yeah, there was definitely some adjustment. Um, you know, the the two writers were so awesome. Um, they, they made the, you know, amazing kind of structure from beginning to end as far as like the plot goes. But um, the characters, I think, you know, we were able to adjust a little bit more as we, you know, hired Jolene uh, for Sam and Midori for Emily. I think having those two women hired, we did adjust some of the character details as far as you know, the women being Japanese American and some of the details that kind of goes with you know, their own regrets about their mother, we you know, adjusted. Um, in addition to that, you know, whenever you get into the, the reality of what locations you have, um, a lot of details kind of have to change. So yeah, but stuff like that, but you know, the heart of it remained the same.
0: I mean, and, and there's they're two fantastic performances, and the, the the two work really, really well together. I mean, they've got great chemistry, but presumably they never met on set. Were they? So
1: actually, what was amazing is both the actors were so generous that um they they were willing to be actually off camera for each other on both of each other's sides of the movie. So we shot Midori's side first in the forest, and Jolene actually flew out early to be there off camera reading the lines with her so they can actually feel the real intensity of the performances together. Um, so I think that really helped that, you know, they actually got to develop the scene together even if they were actually never, you know, on camera at the same time.
0: That's it because, I mean, I was watching and thinking, these are two great performances and it's people, two, two women talking into a phone, <laughs> you know, and it's, it's captivating stuff, but it, I mean, yeah. it, it works fantastically on, on, on the film.
1: Thank you so much. Yeah, I think, I mean, they became, you know, fr- friends off camera. So I think that really helped, like, build their chemistry on camera. So, yeah, it was really awesome that they got to, again, be there for each other.
0: And it must have been tricky to edit because you've kind of got two running, obviously it's the same story, but they're running parallel with two different characters in two different locations, having a shared experience. How do you edit that when you've you've got the footage?
1: Yeah, you know, it was, it was, it was quite a challenge for my editor, Michael Block, because you know what, he was assembling his cut when we were, um, you know, shooting. So when he would only receive Midori's side of the scene, he only could, you know, edit half of the scene. So he had really had to wait till the end of the actual production to like fully composite an entire scene together with both sides. Um, But yeah, you know, again, like the, the, the footage of their performances is so strong that like that, that chemistry wasn't a challenge in editing. It was really more like technical challenges of you know like because there's so many layers there's you know one side of the conversation one side of the conversation and then they both have phones that have each other side of the conversations you know so it's really just like layering those in and we had you know like six different actual shots in one shot so it was that was the kind of challenges we had
0: yeah the continuity must have been absolutely a nightmare on that to, to make sure you, you balanced it all up
1: yeah definitely because you know there was some you know especially even like lines that we would change from the script when we were shooting Midori's side and then to make sure that we actually had those you know consistently when we were doing Jolene's side and making sure we were all remembering it um with the help of the script coordinator um but yeah there was and but you know what's amazing though like the greatest actors are like they know continuity like even you know we're all looking out for it but the actors are have a really good handle on it as well so like they are a blessing
0: well, that's it. I mean, because I was just watching thinking that the, the logistics of this must be, <laughs> I'm glad I wasn't in charge of it and, and then having to sort of put it all together at the end.
1: Yeah, oh my goodness. I mean, you know, we made this film with so many incredibly experienced producers and we were all just kind of like, huh, how do we schedule this? How do we make it all come together away? You know, we had all kinds of different like ways we could have done it. Um, at one point we were like, oh, maybe they will actually be on the phone and we will actually have a small gas station set that, they can multiple you know, we shooting at the same time. We're like, that might be chaos. I don't know if that would work, like because of Wi-Fi and because of, you know, phone like connections. So um yeah, it was real it was a real challenge. But again, the whole team came together and like I think we did it the best way we could.
0: And when did you shoot? Was it shot in the middle of COVID? Was it after COVID or
1: it was definitely middle COVID? Um, it wasn't early COVID, but pretty much this time last year, we were rapping. So um yeah, it was it was uh, covid in New Orleans um, when we wrapped it was Mardi Gras um but we definitely had to stay very safe during production so you know things wouldn't change the schedule so much cuz that's what you know that's kind of always the fear.
0: It must have kind of worked out reasonably well considering that everyone's isolated in their own sort of little scene. That that must be was was that something that was fortuitous that just happened or
1: yeah, you know, again, I think this, this, the films that have, you know, less cast members, and it's really these protagonist-heavy films, definitely, like, in their isolations help, and the fact that the story also has, you know, isolation scripted into the narrative is obviously very helpful, but, um, yeah, that was definitely fortuitous. It was not something that we planned, like, oh, this will be a COVID-friendly film, but um, because at the end of the day, off camera, there's still a lot of crew, and there's still
0: a lot of us, you know, mingling together, so well that's it i mean but I, I was just watching thinking, was that when was that shot because it, it's you know you, it's just sort of perfect for that so it must have been quite nice to to not have to worry about massive cast and sort of extras and that sort of thing
1: Oh, a hundred percent. Oh my goodness. Yeah. When you want to do like a party club scene and you can only have like 20 extras and it looks empty, like yeah. nobody's actually there. That's not helpful at all. So yeah. Oh my goodness. Yes. The story being about two women who are isolated pretty much is, it was very helpful as far as like, you know, the scale of the extras and the scale of the COVID. Yeah.
0: And how did you go about casting? Cause like I said, the, the two central performance all the performances are great, but what, what sort of was the casting process for you? How did that come about?
1: Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, we were just like, you know, who is going to have the best chemistry as far as like Joel e- Emily and um, Sam, you know, we really wanted to find two people who had similarities, but also had were quite different in their backgrounds and demeanors um, for these characters. So um, yeah, at the end of the day, we were just again, like casting pretty wide nets and seeing who would be the best for it. But and then it was kind of this like lucky, like happy accident that they both ended up being Japanese American, and you know me being Japanese American too. I was just like, you know, just really excited that it, 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 my first feature. I got to have these two amazing people, and again, they happen to kind of like share the same like background as I do, and so we got to have some shorthand as far as like these characters, and I'm developing them even further. So. um but yeah, it was a really you know, great process. Um, loved my casting director. And again, the Blumhouse you know, was very supportive about the casting decisions. And, um, and then yeah, and then like it was a fun time trying to get the villains cast too, because you, know, you want these people who can you know, give a little nuance to these villains who are quite larger than life and they are a little over the top. So you want somebody who could really balance the humor of that, but also have you know, be grounded in that bigness.
0: Well that's it. you you just touched on the humor there it, it is a very sort of funny film but the violence is very sort of brutal how do you balance that and did, were you worried about going too far or not far enough how did how did that all work for you
1: yeah it, it's um it really was a challenge you know from the very beginning we were like oh my goodness like you know especially emily's side we really do witness this violence and the potential for harm um so viscerally And then, you know, we cut to Jolene's side and it's like, well, at least in the beginning of the film, you don't quite see that level of harmony. It's a little bit more humorous threat she's experiencing. So I think um, it was actually originally scripted where we start with Emily's side and then we don't introduce Sam until a little bit later. And I think in post-production we were like, you know what, that's a little too jarring tonally. So maybe if we combine the two from the very beginning and promise to the audience from the very start, there will be this intensity and, you know, Kind of yeah, serious like violence that we're contending with, but also there is this other world that is simultaneously going. So, I think in post production, being able to um, you know pivot that way and make sure those tones were immediately both introduced was um, a key key thing.
0: The film is a Blumhouse film, and Jason Blum is a, uh, a producer on it. I mean, he's like the the go to sort of horror kind of production company at the minute. What's it like working with for Blumhouse? That must've been a, an experience.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, I have nothing but amazing things to say about Blumhouse. It, they really were so supportive every step of the way for my creative vision for the film. Um, I think they're really good at, you know, uh, of, of matching, you know, uh, of directors and their styles with the scripts and that come through. And um, yeah, I think they're really like a filmmaker first um, production company and they believe that, you know, a, a film can succeed or fail Um, depending on how strong the filmmaker's vision is and how well matched they are to the material. So, yeah, I think they really understood who I was as a a filmmaker, that, you know, I was somebody who, you know, definitely loved to work in the darkness, but have some fun and have some color on top of it. Um, And I think they saw that that would be a beneficial, yeah, direction for the script. So they really were from the very beginning, like, you know, we, we know what you do, Please do it. Do your thing. Um, so I had a lot of creative freedom and in in, in infusing the color in, you know, Gator Galore, the the location that Sam's character is in the gas station. You know, that that was that was still in Florida, but it was and it was a dingy gas station, but it wasn't like the kitschy, colorful roadside attraction that it ended up being. So, you know, and they were super supportive of me just like pushing the aesthetic of it, um, and you know, honing in the characters to be more personal to me. Um so yeah i i i hope to keep working for them i really loved them
0: Yeah i mean they they sort of they do go back to to working with the same talent so i mean you're you're probably you never know you might get a halloween sequel or a, an exorcist movie out of it <laughs> i would
1: love it if if they would let me make an exorcist movie that's all neon green and pink that would be a very different vision <laughs> i would love that um but yes absolutely i would
0: i would absolutely love to keep working with them And what else is next for you have you got something in development in in the pipeline what's Yeah,
1: I have several things and they're all kind of in the thriller horror action, you know, vibes and and the genres. Um, I hope to someday make, uh, I'm I'm developing a story right now. Um, that's kind of more a, like a survival horror that's in the fashion world. So I really want to work with something again. That's just like, um, again, some darkness and horror and terror in like a glamorous setting. Um, again, I always say that I'm my intersection is grit and glamour and that's where I thrive. So, and I would also love to make, um, I'm writing a film that's a body horror film. Um, uh, one of my favorite horror films, the. the uh, one of my favorite horror films is The Thing. And um, I've always wanted to make something that's, you know, about women um and body horror and what it's like when people you know women who potentially are like you know in the modeling industry or in you know industries where their bodies aesthetics mean so much those people kind of have to deal with body horror i think to me like that's very emotionally resonant so those are the kind of films that i hope to make but um so yeah i have many uh projects that are kind of in different stages of development and um hope to make those next
0: and you've got to work through all that whilst you're out promoting this one. I mean, the buzz must be great on this. What's, what's it like sort of going out to market with your first feature and sort of doing the press and, and all that?
1: It's super cool. It's exciting. Like, the crazy thing about filmmaking is that, like, every step of the way, you know, I've been in this industry like, you know, over a decade, but you learn something new every new project you do because, yeah, the scale keeps growing. So, this is my first time, you know, doing press and having a publicist, and it's super duper fun. And, you know, it, I, I love filmmaking because at every step of the way, you're learning something new, no matter what, um, no matter what challenges, whether it's creative or the actual business. Um, but yeah, the reception has been awesome. Um, it's been really, yeah, kind of embraced for for the thrills and the fun roller coaster of it. So I'm really, yeah, thrilled and like excited.
0: Well, that's it because sort of it came through to me, and I watched the trailer, and I thought I really want to watch that. <laughs> and it, it, it definitely lived up to sort of the, the the trailer. And as you know, sometimes these things don't happen, but you had the the ten- the tension, you had the laughs, and it really was the, sort of the whole package so I, I really enjoyed it.
1: Awesome thank you yeah it, it's always again it's so great to hear because the filmmaker you know you're so in the weeds of the film that you know you're like oh will the two tone you know the tones of the movie be blended enough to make a whole you know cohesive film and um, so it's always great to hear that like what we were intending to do was effective for the viewers so that's awesome.
0: Yeah no definitely a, a fun movie and just before I go I've just got to say I feel like I've let the side down because you're sitting there with your color coordinated with your surroundings, your hair, your clothes. You've got the the plants in the background. I I feel I'm going to have to up my game the next time I do one of these things.
1: Hey, yes. If I see you next time and you're all in neon green, um, we will have to start our own like show or something because we'll be the
0: neon green duo. Well, I am Irish and St. Patrick's Day is coming up. So, uh, I'll have to work
1: on it. (laughs) Oh, yes. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, I am ready for the St. Patrick's Day. Yeah, I've never failed St. Patrick's Day, like, just with this, so. Well,
0: thank you, Yoko. It's been great talking with you. And like I said, I really enjoyed the movie. So uh, good luck with it and look forward to the next one.
1: Thank you so much. I really appreciate it.
0: Bye. Bye. I hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Movies and Focus podcast. You can download it wherever you get your podcasts. And I hope that you tell your friends about it. That's it for this time, and I'll see you at the movies.